What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Prime Examples. I'm Prime Time here with Philly and the big homie Prince. Our melanated fact checker person is in the house. What's up, person? Hey, hey. How you doing? You good? You good? This is a podcast where we get together once a week and figure it out. So without further ado, we'll get right into it. It's that time again. The gang is here with another installment of our Navigating series, a series that allows us to share our experiences, information, lessons learned, do's and don'ts, and the occasional friendly heads up. We are a family, so circulating information is key to not only our survival, but also our prosperity. This installment is catered to navigating anxiety and our experiences. I feel like Prince said this last time, but that was so well said. All of that. <laughs> yeah. That was dope. So this is a pretty heavy one. We, we kind of talked about this off the air. Um, anxieties and the traumas thereof. <laughs> um, let's kind of kick it off. Yeah, it? kick it off and just like spin it around, you know, like everybody speak on anxiety and their experience. Well, I think everybody's experienced some sort of anxiety or mm-hmm. some form of anxiety um, on all levels at some point in their lives, right? Or if they haven't experienced it, maybe later on in their life. Mm-hmm. But it does take a hold on people. And there's severe anxiety that people do have. And, you know, treatment is, it's like, it's hard to understand it. You know mm-hmm. I, mean? it's, I didn't understand it yeah. for a long time because I just kind of dealt with shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, um, the good old, the yeah, good old yeah. African way. <laughs> Suck it up. Suck it up. You know, tighten the belt. And um, someone very close to me has some sort like it was not diagnosed mm-hmm. clinically, but like a an anxiety mm-hmm. issue where they just put a lot of stuff on themselves, mm-hmm. um, a lot of expectations of them uh, to do well, succeed. Um, and they're young, you know what I mean? And I think it starts it starts young. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of get on it a little early where yeah. it hits them around like middle school, high mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, and it might not just be specifically academics, but it could also be like a social mm-hmm. anxiety. Social anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. People have different forms of it. There's mm-hmm. different titles of it. But um, I didn't understand it at yeah. first. I, I think I'm very... I always thought I was a very understanding person in terms of different people's personalities, different, you know, being mm-hmm. able to deal with different kinds of issues. And you're super understanding. Yeah, I try. I try. Um, but at this point, like, I couldn't understand why they were in their space that they were in. Mm-hmm. And, and at that point, I realized what's, what's big to them or what's small to me is big to them. You know what I mean? And, Honestly, serious realization. So I started reading a little bit more on it, kind of learning a bit more on it. So that way I, I could talk to my friend and, and deal with them. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a big thing. Yeah. And I can, um, so I had a couple of panic attacks in high school. And then I had one as an adult, like uh, once in recent years. And I can speak to there's the the stressors the normal stressors that you're dealing with but it's anxiety is not that clean cut 
right? Exactly. So mm-hmm. it, um, if you deal with it, it can be triggered by something rational or something irrational. And so when, in high school, the couple of times that it happened, I was, I was like, I was dealing with a lot. I had a lot piled on, but I had, um, I had a panic attack. And so my experience was, I didn't, I obviously didn't know it was coming. I remember one of them was during a test, which makes me feel like a YTV after school special. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't really like fundamentally, it wasn't about the test, yeah. but it left me incapable of completing it and not understanding what was happening. I think it might've been the first. So two in high school and then one um, a couple years ago and the two in high school. So the one, this one, it was in a test. And I remember I got tunnel vision. There was like a distant buzzing in my ears um, or it was a buzzing or like the sound of sort of water rushing. I just can't hear well. Right. And then the tunnel vision was kind of like my line of sight was messed up and um, how do I explain it? It's like focused in and the surrounding area was blurry, but all this is happening where the sound in my ear almost feels like a fog in my head too. Like I'm internally, I'm freaking out because it's like a real panic moment. I don't know what's going on and I'm having a hard time controlling my breathing. And on those two incidents, I was so young that I, I didn't even have a concept of what was happening. And today we, I, I find we talk about it Absolutely. more. Back then I was like, it was to date myself, it was before Google was really good. Yeah. It was like when it was like 50-50, right? Hit and miss on what you get an answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young kids don't know nothing about that, you know? And I was trying to like, I, I don't know if I guessed panic attack, but I was trying mm-hmm. to like look it up, like what is this? What do you do? Or whatever. But um and then a little bit on me, like I was living in Toronto. I had moved there recently. I had uh, I was graduating high school. I had done high school the rest of the years all over the world so like the academic stuff's piling on but the personal stuff is piling on sort of my living situation was with family and like extended family which is not so unusual for me because I don't know from a teenager I, I just moved around a lot most of it voluntary and um so so that's the stuff that's going on and I can only guess that that's what triggered it but what was happening was so it's hard to breathe and then for me I lost time so I remember like the test was coming to an end and not really understanding uh, what I had done or what I hadn't done or I just remember being really confused. And then the one that happened a couple of years ago was a lot more clear. Like I, I, I wasn't confused other than I was very confused about why. So very stressful moment. There was a lot going on. I was being pulled in a hundred different directions. Um, and now hindsight 2020 I wasn't eating well mm-hmm. at all. I like barely eating because I was. It was such a hectic week. I wasn't sleeping well at all because it was such a hectic week, and I was like, I was legit being pulled in a hundred different directions. My phone was a hotline because there was just so much for me to do, and by the time the bulk of what we had to do had passed, and then things got like less busy for like a minute. Legit a minute. It was like within like 15 minutes of sort of covering most of what I had to do. It was like my whole body collapsed. So I I was I was really emotional, which didn't make a lot of sense to me. It was like, like, why am I so stressed out and why am I crying? And 
there's nothing wrong, <laughs> which mm -hmm. is freaking me out. Yeah. And then I wasn't breathing. I managed to like get by myself and like try to calm myself down. But it was I was hyperventilating. Oh, so it was scary. a panic attack without the tunnel vision that time. But it was like the rushing in my ears. And then it's how do I explain this? It's maximum stress, but the panic comes from there's no reason for this. There's no trigger. I'm not mm -hmm. about to get hit by a and car. You're trying to look for a cause. <laughs> exactly, look yeah. for a cause and and make it stop. Yeah. I'm also like I'm, I don't like crying yes, in front that's of people. A big one, right? Make yeah. it right? stop. Yeah. I don't like crying in front of people. I don't want nobody to walk through that door. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to get. To, I'm a G. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I want to get it together. But the harder I try to get it together, the, har the more I'm hyperventilating. The harder it is to breathe. Like I'm trying to give myself breathing exercises, and I think we'll talk about coping mechanisms a little later. But those were my two personal experiences of panic attacks and the the i was talking about this netflix documentary i watched the mind explained and they talk about anxiety and i and they explained it as and i feel like it reflects my experience it's like we have um fight or flight reactions in our minds in a major panic situation so if we were a mammal out on the savannah and a lion showed up right that tunnel vision is about zoning in on that predator that like you know the the rushing in your ears is just like all of the distractions are turned <laughs> off your body your your muscles are tense and your body's on maximum you're like, gonna run for your life yeah or you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna die fighting for your life yeah. It's like exact. It's like maximum stress, and they, mm -hmm. and they were like, it's not necessarily something that you treat. We used to think you can cure it, and you're trying to cure a perfectly natural mechanism in the human body. Instead, what you want to do is uh, figure out how to direct it properly, cool. so you're not at maximum stress when a level three thing is happening. Yes, right? yes, one hundred percent. Thank you for sharing. That's very insightful. That is very yeah. insightful. Uh, for me, uh, for those who know me, for those who don't, I'm a big advocate for like alignment. So your core values should align with your day-to-day -day actions. And this is not something new. I mean, this is not something uh, old for me. So I lived for a long time where with that contradiction of the shit I believed in and the shit I was doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And that cognitive dissonance will... Drive you nuts. <laughs> and it's not drive you nuts, but yo, the anxiety really kicks in, man. And for me, I've had a few of those moments where anxiety kicked in and that tunnel vision comes in and the, the heavy breathing and you you just can't. It's a, it's one long moment, you know? And it, it's, lasts, uh, it feels like it lasts. It feels so like it lasts long. forever. And we were talking about it earlier. It was like 10, 15 minutes, you know? But it was 10, 15 minutes of, of no control over your mind, no control over your body. And it's, uh, you're panicking, you know, and this is all built from, for me specifically, personally, uh, it was built from pressures I was putting on myself, you know, to be better. And, and it was like, shit should happen naturally. You know what I mean? So for me, I was trying to, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to make big leaps and changes and stuff like that. And I was really panicking about the outcomes of, of said changes, you know, and could I maintain and. And all these, whatever the thoughts were, back and forth with myself, and and that, that anxiety kicked in, and man, it's like it's like you know, yeah. imagine, um, you know, in those cartoons when they press the turbo button in the car, and then everything go kind of goes, you know, and it's like that, man, with some heavy yes. breathing, and uh, and 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 you can't control the, the the rabbit hole your mind goes down, you know, and. 
for a long time, I never talked about that kind of shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but now, I, I, yeah, you know, the older I get, the more I understand, like, the benefits of, uh, of, of situations like this, you know, circles and, and speaking and talking about our experiences. Our experiences, exactly. I was thinking the same thing when person just said, thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I sort of, I choked back the thought, but I was like, I don't know that I've ever... It's, and it's not like I'm ashamed of it or I'm afraid yeah. of it, but I don't know that I've ever sat down and discussed it in a group before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. I think it's really useful because, like Philly was saying, she had her earliest experience in high school. For you, it's fairly recent. Yeah, it was yeah. in the last three, four years, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, I, it happened to me as an adult, mm-hmm. for sure. For me, it's been as long as I can remember. <laughs> it's really been like a lifelong, you know, and for me, it's interesting to see how it manifests with you or how you guys describe it manifesting with yourself. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, it manifests itself purely physically. It really is. I've never had really a panic attack, but it really is just not it's, uh, physically debilitating. Like it's just can't eat, you know, not able to function, very prolonged periods. But I don't think it's a panic attack because I can always identify the cause. <laughs> mm-hmm. But and I don't, you know, I, I don't get confused or anything. But it is uncontrollable, mm-hmm. and it is it's worry. It's worry to the extent of, like you said, it should be a level three, but it's like a level fifty, and mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't match the situation, and it's just debilitating, which doesn't serve anything because then you can't make any progress on anything. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see how it manifests with other people. No, for sure. It's um, different people have different reactions to different things. Mm-hmm. So for for different people, different things are triggers, mm-hmm. right? And that's mm-hmm. the thing that people have. We 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 should talk about is when you those moments happen to you, like in reflection. You should, for me, I find personally, if like in reflection, I I go, what the fuck exactly happened in the ten minutes before that anxiety kicked in you know mm-hmm. and it's like i was doing this i was doing this i was doing that and it's like oh okay cool i understand i'll be on the watch what led up to yeah you? i'll be on the watch for the next time that series of things kind of align themselves and i'll be like all right i know where this fucking leads and yeah you know what i mean and it's like uh i was talking about this with someone else or maybe it was you guys the the ability to control your focus you know, mm-hmm. and, we and about yeah, we talked about this and, and how that leads to. We discussed to... that documentary, mm-hmm. The Mind Explained. I keep doing the plug because it's the first time I ever turned on a television show, as far as I was yeah, concerned, yeah. and then wanted to grab a notepad and take notes mm-hmm. because I was like, I learned so much from mm-hmm. it. And there was a mindfulness one, exactly. which is about what you were just saying. Exactly. The mindfulness uh, one was the, the control of your focus. So um, I've been actively practicing this. Um, when something, you know, doesn't uh, go my way the way I want it to go, mm-hmm. I don't come down hard on myself or I'll just, you know, like, it's like you, you see, how to explain it? You give it the appropriate amount of Yeah, it's response. like you, you understand it for what it is almost, you know, and not for what is what you thought, what it, was. You thought it was, you know, and what you made it out to be. When you worried yourself. When you worried yourself to death, you know? So it's like you keep you keep a few of those in your back pocket, you'd be all right. For as far as the way it happened to me. I'm finding it interesting that um, the three experience we just talked about, it was about worrying. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like it was like you were saying, you know, whatever it is that's on your mind, it may not cause a full on attack, mm-hmm. but it's debilitating. You're so worried. You're so concerned. You're so stressed out about something that it freezes you or it stops absolutely. you from functioning like regularly. Yeah, absolutely. That's when it's like it's at its peak. But on a constant basis, my anxiety manifests itself. As OCD ish, <laughs> you can attest like to a that. Control right? thing? Yeah, it is because I think when I don't have control over even the most minute details, I feel like life is happening to me. Like, oh, I should have seen this coming. Of course, this was gonna happen. So then I'm overly vigilant about checklists and things that need to be done and I look at it. You put it it all on yourself. I put it all on myself and I'm constantly focusing on it. Okay, well, how do you know that was done? Okay, you should recheck that transaction. And I know this drives you crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We'd be all right. I I don't know if it's something I watched or something I read, but (laughs) those things always merge in my brain. Um, The Some of the therapy to deal with anxiety talks about Going through um, anxiety and OCD, and I don't think that we have this OCD. OCD is very debilitating. Oh, yeah. But I I know what you're saying. Like, sort of this um, compulsion to be extra vigilant. Yeah, absolutely. But anxiety and OCD go very close, Mm -hmm. hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And it's people do um, these very specific activities Mm -hmm. in in irrational ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, flick the light switch over and over and over Mm -hmm. because they can't stop certain thoughts in their mind about typically about something bad happening Mm -hmm. right so like one of the um uh sort of one of the methods used in the treatment of or learning to sort of live with anxiety is to play out the scenario to yourself and it's and i it stuck with me because it was something that i kind of just got into the habit of doing because i brought up worry earlier i was a heavy worrier Right. Like I was I've talked about it before. Like I was the kid who always wanted to do everything right at home yeah. and get the grades. And, yeah. and I, I was always concerned about sort of not being perfect or right or whatever. And so by the time I got to university, because I didn't like that level of worry. And, and when you're when you go from high school to university, just even academically, the response, the like the stakes change. Yeah. It's bigger stakes expensive stakes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that level of worry I was finding wasn't helpful for me so then I would play that game of okay what's the worst case scenario and I learned it's a it's a taught as like a, a management technique too so it's like okay I was on the right track yeah. <laughs> and not that like I said I didn't get panic attacks or anything like that in university but just to manage the worrying it would be like okay like I am absolutely freaking out about this I can't get it out of my mind I can't stop thinking about it mm-hmm. What if everything goes to hell? So, like, what's the worst case scenario? It's this. And then for me, the way it worked out, um, because I still like my control, was, it's like, what's the worst case scenario? This. Okay, then what can I do? Oh, I can do that. Okay, what if that doesn't work? Then I can do that. What if that doesn't work? I can do that. You got three backup plans. There's no way we get to point Z, right? Yeah. I got this. Okay, Okay, I can chill out. And and for me, because logic is really, for me, that is what works. It doesn't work for everybody. But for me, that logic was like, all right. There's no reason to worry. And truly believing that helped me calm down, Mm -hmm. like understanding it. And so when you um, double and triple and quadruple check everything, I wonder if you ever think about um, why am I doing this? Like what's the motivation? What am I avoiding? And is I wonder if this level of effort is worth avoiding this particular outcome. Mm -hmm. And maybe sometimes it's not. 
I don't think it ever is worth it. <laughs> the amount of worry and, yeah, and focusing on, I don't think it's ever worth it. But like you said, for some people, logic does work. Like yourself, where you're like, oh, okay, I have all these backup plans, then I'm going to be okay. Whereas for me, I don't think logic, because logically I know the things, even the OCD things don't make sense, right? We've had extensive conversations. I know logically it doesn't make sense. But it is maybe because I can't control these external factors that I feel like I can control this. I can control that the door is locked. Yeah. And, you know, but logically, I know it doesn't make sense, right? I know the door is locked. I've checked it. So, but that is like, I, I, that is a good What's your management mechanism. process? Uh, none right now. <laughs> you just do the thing. You know what my management process yeah, is? Yeah, I just live life. Yeah. You know, you know what mine is? Honestly. It's talking, man. Mm-hmm. Like, just talk. Guys, take out your notebooks and listen to this one. <laughs> talking about your feelings fucking helps you deal with your feelings. <laughs> it's crazy, huh? I never do. One plus one is two. Uh, like, for real, that's what, it, like, talking about this, you know what I mean? Helps me better to, it helps me better to prepare for a next one or to kind of, um, observes things and, and see, oh, there's a trigger waiting in there for me. You know what I mean? Or there's something. And I then being able to identify uh, the things that would trigger me into freaking having a panic attack and all that, all those fucking realizations and conclusions you come to are all stemmed from uh, getting better at communicating your feelings and getting better at like speaking. For me, it was like the more I talked about things, the more I didn't bottle them up. The more, I, you know, the more I just, uh, I didn't think I was crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, honest to God, you back away from yourself and you're like, yeah, I'm not that crazy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, for me, yeah, that's that was the biggest thing. It was, it was, and that's uh, the thing. When you, when you experience it or see people with severe anxiety or deal with anxiety, mm-hmm. it's like, am I crazy? You know what I mean? You're asking yourself that question. A hundred percent. Why am I tripping? It shouldn't be an issue. And it, it's kind of crazy because as I learned about it, I ended up going through an actual episode of it where mm-hmm. it hit me. Mm-hmm. And I've never experienced that feeling in my life. I'm usually one that tries to stay centered. Tries yeah, to, I can attest to that. Yeah, my man. Very, very, <laughs> my man. My moral compass right here. I avoid as much as I can. You know what I mean? I try to put... But then I realized for me it was stress as well that was kind of kicking in. You know? mm-hmm. I, mean, I had a lot of stress when I was younger. Um, also at a young age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So... Like little things like that affected me early, mm-hmm. so it allowed me to learn from that at a very young age and be able to deal with. Yeah, of course, there's going to be triggers and things that kind of kick in, but you know what they are. It's it's preparing for them in a sense that I know not to put too much on myself. Exactly. And a good prep man, a good prep is goes a long way in in every part of life. You know, yeah, a good prep goes a long way in any part of life. And being able to identify things and prepare for, even though, like, like you said, you can prepare all you want. You can re- yeah, you can't control life. You know? Fundamentally, like, there's the stress and all the mental yeah. stuff, but it's biological, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like, it's like it's like I don't know, catching a cold or exactly. So, cancer. and and what do like, you do? Like, when you see a cold coming in, you're like, I got the sniffles. All right, oh, throat kind of hurts. Yeah. All right, money guy, you notice two out of three symptoms. You go yeah. to the doctors and you get yourself a da da da. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, treat it like that. Treat it like, you know, yeah. yo, I see. Okay, cool. One, two, 
Yeah, I'm not gonna let it get the three, my nigga. Doctor Oh, sorry. No, I just wanted to somebody for you guys. I'm just gonna go to the doctors, and you know what I mean. Whatever it may be, down. yeah, man. Like, seek help. Seek these conversations. Talk to people. Talk to your friends. I don't know, man. I feel like people are not really friends the way they really say they are. You know, when I see yeah. society and how they treat people are so disconnected from one another, I feel like your friends should be a like a a conversation, like something yeah, you talk yeah, to, you yeah. know what I mean? They should something be there, yeah, yeah you know what I mean? Bounce stuff off of, you yeah, know? Yeah. I think all, like, a lot of these relationships people have are very superficial, man, on a surface level. Because yeah. I know more than a lot of people deal with this kind of shit on a day-to-day basis. Honestly, so why is these conversations not more prevalent? It's because they're not happening. And the way this topic became the topic of this episode mm-hmm. is, like, we were, we were just sometimes we chit chat, right? We are real life friends. And we were, um, I don't know why anxiety came up. There was an example. And then all of a sudden, everybody had a story, there, right? <laughs> yeah. A story that I have heard the first for the first time from each of you. And it was like, Likewise. yo, this is A, I know that it's uh, something that is pretty common, mm-hmm. but. B, it's a conversation that you're right is not so common because as much as like I've dealt with it and and, and if you've been there while I was dealing with it then mm-hmm. you know but it's not like I randomly go so yesterday <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> I had tunnel vision yeah. oh sorry guys <laughs> I had tunnel vision for 15 minutes and uh, not that and but it should that's the thing man like, maybe we you know, should we, maybe we should maybe yeah. we should and maybe the talking makes a difference I've learned from crazy. you guys hearing each story like the symptoms that everybody dealt with in terms of just zoning out zooming like the pressure the heart rate mm-hmm. everything yeah, not, it didn't just happen to you you know what i mean and the, the simple fact that yeah everybody deals with those things if you're actually doing something like running a race or you know if you're actually oh yeah you know just the normal <laughs> things in life but all of it happened then my inability you, to breathe would make sense yeah <laughs> now you actually don't know what the fuck is going on with you, you know what i mean and to experience that and to have other people experience that, it's like that's a feeling that it's, I really, not easy it's to a deal relatability with. that makes your common man, your common, your neighbor, your friend, you know what I mean? The more human to you, Absolutely. you know what I mean? It, it, it personalizes them. You're like, all right, you know, you just like me. The same things that happened to me happened to you. So I'm sure a lot of the things we don't like about each other. We can, you know what I mean? The world would we be a better place. We just don't know place. better. Yeah, like we about just, ourselves. Yeah. Right? You could just be extra hard on yourself. Like, yeah. why I think am talking I, about you know, it does help. Yeah, yeah. Like, why am I not strong? Why can I handle this? You know, other people handle things that are a lot more serious. And then you realize people you think have a perfect life. Don't, yeah. Thing, yeah. You know what I mean? And the average person really does go through social, social, social media doesn't help, though. Yeah. Fuck right? social media. That's what they say. It's hard <laughs> yeah. on mental health, especially for young people. Yeah. And uh, makes it look like everybody else is living a perfect life. It's the highlight 100%. reel. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it is a highlight reel. But I also understand social media to be of the times. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I I feel like it works. It's a but source it's for a, a lot it's of it's a, it's a double edge. It's a double-edged sword. 100%. But... A double-edged sword is it. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. But yeah, that's the end of that. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in to our navigating episode. Uh, we really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night.